Wow, we've been uh, praising all night the return of a leader of men, a champion of all causes, the effervescent, the king, the master of ceremonies, ringleader, bass fisherman, beer-drinking barbecue specialist, genius, talented, entertaining, the return of serve, the return of glory, the return of... TC and Jake. What do you think about this blockbuster report that the Warriors tried to trade for LeBron? You know, I only saw the headline, but that is absolutely wild if, in fact, like Jeannie Buss and presumably uh, Jay Moore were on the phone with Joe Lacob. They absolutely, Joe Lacob called Jeannie Buss, I presume that Moore was maybe doing some chores in the background. Yeah, he was cleaning. Mm-hmm. And uh, Buss told Lacob the Lakers had no desire to trade James, but he would need to seek the answer on James's state of mind from Rich Paul. Got so, to. Got to ask Adele. Joe, go call Rich. Call Rich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With a, interrupt him cleaning some things in the background of Adele's phone call. To, uh, <laughs> So there's no doubt Adele makes more money than Rich Paul, right? I would hope. Why would you hope? Because you're a feminist? No, just like general fairness. I feel like she's contributing more to society than he is. Agents, you know? Like, it's not the worst profession in the world, but it's, it's pretty far from the best. Yeah, I was out on her when she lost weight. I mean, I'm not excited about it, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a wild story. I mean, uh, I don't know, man. If you uh, if you ever want a good read, because I read like one book a year, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's called Victory Machine, but it's Ethan Strauss's book on the Warriors. Okay. And uh, it, I try not to think about it too much because right. it, uh, it really changes the way you look at the NBA. In what way? Well, it's just, I don't know. It's a very pull back the curtain. Like, these guys don't care about their teams. They work for shoe companies. They work for their agents. Their agents work for shoe companies and apparel companies. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I recounted the other day the uh, the image that I saw in 2014 of Dez, like, having to be, like, uh, Byron Leftwiched into the shower as he was crying mm-hmm. when I was covering that game. Yeah. And that was, like, the purest pro sports moment. Like, that restored my faith, but I think it's kind of worn off. I mean, it's just different person to person. It's different person to person, but I feel like a lot of times within an industry, like, there's, like, a a contagion of uh, philosophy that sort of just, like, permeates everyone. You're like, yeah, I don't know. Fuck it. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, just the the way that players move teams. Sure. You know the the way how infrequently they moved teams in the '90s, like you know, the major players, um, would have kind of you know some people. I I bet that there was a mom or two out there that just assumed that there was a NBA rule against trading all stars or something like that. You know, <laughs> but it, there wasn't a rule; now, it was just a norm. And then you know, norms governs a lot of things, and. We all just kind of agree to do things this way. The one that I think about the most is uh, just the shoplifting stuff. 
like the basic thing, like the that Atlanta episode where uh, the guy gets out of jail and uh, then just goes down to the mall and is like taking, just walking his shoe out of the store and is like telling her and they can't stop you. They don't want to. It's it's against policy to run. You don't like, yeah. he's just, he's not like grabbing it and running away. He's like slowly backing away, looking right at the employee. who's like, man, please don't. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, that's, that it, like that it's an accurate scene that is how it is we have now seen an explosion in people doing stuff like that um and like nothing changed except for like you know some people did it and posted it online and then other people were like ah fuck i guess you can do that that's actually the definition of woke how so like when you awake to the yeah. fact that, like it doesn't mean like don't use uh, this or that word for this this group. It means like, hey, wait, there's nothing up there. I have two responses to that. The first is which uh, when I worked at Albertsons, that's definitely like a heavy part of the training video. Yeah. Don't tackle time. anyone. Yeah, but there was a guy who was probably like in his 30s. I was 17. Uh, he did not get the memo. <laughs> 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 and uh, he definitely attempted to fight a guy. And it yeah. didn't go well for him. Oh, like the shoplifter beat his ass? Well, he got away with what he wanted and chucked the guy to the ground. Oh, man. Yeah, we're all like, did you not? I saw the video like six months ago. I don't know if you saw it, but. Dude, you expected him to remain in a training video from six months ago at 30? Yeah, that's a good point. No. Um, but don't be a hero. It definitely did not resonate with him. You got to show then, me once uh, a week for it to sink in. And then uh, the other thing is um, my friend who is divorced, his ex-wife, who I kind of secretly hated. Mm -hmm. I guess it wasn't that secret based on the story I'm about to tell you. <laughs> um, and she has like a terrible Instagram account where she's like, here's how I clean a toilet. Tight. You know, like that's not that interesting. You're just bored. Uh, her first job out of college was loss prevention for Target. Nice. And I just would like, every single time, we, we, we'd watch like most of the Cowboy games over there and shit, and I yeah. would just be like, fucked up. I'd be like, do you feel good about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> was she uh, <laughs> like sitting at corporate analyzing trends? or was No, she I mean, I think she was over like guys. three stores. No, no, no. Not, not, I don't think there was any like physical engagement, but it was just like, I mean, I knew a guy who worked at, in loss prevention for Target that was tackling guys. Yeah, he, I don't think she was. He got uh, fired because one guy he tackled was, like, on the wrong side of the line. Ooh. He had made it off the property. Can't tackle him once they do. Yeah. You know what's weird, dude, is uh, so there's two gas stations I go to. Like, I kind of alternate to go get my little uh, water Gatorade uh, five-hour. Mm-hmm. Both of them have like a guy, probably 60s or 70s, that to me does not appear to be employed there. Mm -hmm. But he just kind of like keeps an eye on things. Yeah, that's good. I'm like, what are you what are you doing here? Maybe you know, do he an just kind of like walks him. around. Sometimes he has like a rag and he'll like wipe down. <laughs> Did you like bring a, that from home? Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, did they just provide you with this rag or did you? <laughs> it's very strange. 
<laughs> What's like, See going you. on? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like uh, They're not I, behind the counter? No. No, they're like on the floor. These are like big gas stations, but I don't know. It's weird. Like I just, I see them there and sometimes I'll, like there's one, uh, the QT on South Lake Boulevard. I'll go in there at night if I ever like go pick up dinner or something and uh, it's just the guy. You just kind of lean it up. You just like, you know what? I, I think it's just like loneliness. I mean, is it like the owner or something? It does. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Okay. I don't. You I think I could ask an unlimited amount of questions, and I don't think I could get the answers I'm looking for. Yeah, I mean, I have I have zero of those, but I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like old men in particular just like sometimes just go hang out at a place. Yeah. It's like I don't really need money, but. But the gas station's a weird one to pick. And also, like, I could rob this place absolutely blind. Mm -hmm. and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Your purpose here is negligible. Yeah, just put one forearm into him. He's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, have you seen the, oh, wait, I had something else on the shoplift thing. Oh, got it. The you know uh That was quick. I've decided to um put uh Andrew Callahan's cancellation into a probationary status. Remind we're gonna, me. We're gonna wait and see. Um Matt and Shane described it as uh pretty pleasing too much. <laughs> he uh he made some women feel very uncomfortable. He Who is he? he? The Channel 5, all gas, no brakes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he was really funny, and then everyone was like, but no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, remember yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I watched uh, some of his uh, recent stuff, and he, you know, like, after all the San Francisco coverage that we've all been getting for the last couple of years, like, that's, you know, the epicenter of the, you know, let's uh, smash the norms around not shoplifting all the time. Mm -hmm. um and like you know the the big like the it's the epicenter of that epidemic and the epicenter of san francisco doing this is you know union square is like there you know there's a lot of really really high-end shops immediately around there and to hear the media tell it i believe the majority of them have closed maybe all of them i don't fucking know maybe it was only two i don't have well, any idea people delivered all those bricks yeah. Um, and uh, he went down there and was just basically like just to a couple people who were hanging around that looked like they might know. He was like, hey, can I talk to those guys that like run in here and steal everything from the Balenciaga store in mass? And they were just like, yeah, they're over there. <laughs> uh, and it's like one group that, you know, there's like. I don't know, 10 guys or whatever. They don't live in San Francisco. They're from like outlying areas and they just like come in there. And he just, they just talk to him. I mean, I think like, you know, their identities are concealed or whatever. Like he's not putting their faces and the uh, regular voices out there. But uh, yeah, it's just asking them like, you know, so how do you do it? <laughs> you know, like what's, what's it like? What, what you guys been up to? And I don't know, I, I just, I feel like they have controlled the news cycle. Just as far as like, 
individual people, like upon learning that almost all of this San Francisco coverage is fueled by these guys. And then uh, there's, he talks to one dude who just goes around filming shit and then sends it to Fox News. And they like put clip after clip of this dude on Fox News or like his footage on Fox News. Like it's just one dude. Like just finding places where like, you know, kids are walking by homeless people. You know, like they get off the bus and there's some homeless people near the bus. And then he sends it into Fox News. And they do like a whole fucking day on it. <laughs> so where's he? Uh, where's this guy now? Uh, you know, he's still got Channel Five. He's uh, he's putting out YouTube videos. There's a Patreon. He keeps on telling me to go to. Okay. But yeah, I, I watched several of them and amazing stuff. The Philadelphia one also insane. Um, but it is not. The best thing I've seen on YouTube this week, by far, best thing I've seen on YouTube this week, 21 Savage on Club Shay Shay. Just fucking tremendous. Stunning. I did not see that. I saw 21 Savage on some uh, video game guy. That's interesting. I mean, he's got mm -hmm. the new album. So obviously we're doing a press tour. Uh, yeah, I, I can't remember the guy's name. A lot of people are going to be really mad at me right now. It doesn't matter. But like they Ninja. were playing cards. No, it wasn't Ninja, but it was one of the big ones. They were playing Cutie cards. Pie. It wasn't Cutie Pie. Um, and there was like an allegation that the streamer was cheating. Like yes. he had been. Okay, so you're aware of this? Yeah, yeah. I probably know less details than you, but I. Aiden Ross. Okay. Yeah, he was accused of cheating him out of 250K uh, during a live stream. And it was incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. Um, yeah, no, dude. I just I'm, Shannon's fucking question style. Like, just like, dude, he just hits him straight with a. So, what's your relationship like with your father? Two minutes yeah. later, twenty one's crying. He he cries. Oh, no. He cries talking about because like, dude, his dad. I mean, he paints a complicated picture. You know, like his dad lived in London. You know, like he he's he's from London. They moved over here. His dad did not move with him. He was not with his mom at that point. Didn't and, like yeah. Trump get him sent back to America or something? I think that he did. Yeah, there was there was definitely a controversy about visas and whether or not he was if he ever left, would he be allowed to come back? I mean, you know, believe it or not, this. Uh, like he's describing the level of poverty and it's a extreme level of poverty because his mom, since she's not a citizen, she just didn't qualify for any of the very meager assistance that we do extend to people in her situation. So like, you know, even like fucking SNAP benefits, they weren't getting it. Yeah. Uh, so did those people fill out all of their paperwork correctly? I don't know, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I, I doubt it. Uh, I certainly would I'd like, dude, if it was me trying to go, like if I was trying to go bring my family to London, I think that you could probably come back several years later, check all the, check all the yeah. forms and find that some of them, had, you know, like just think about, I mean, I, I remember, um, one of my friends, uh, his wife is from Mexico 
And he is a very thrifty guy who is extremely determined to figure out immigration system on his own. And he did not. He, you know, like the wedding was like coming up shortly and he had to go to an immigration lawyer and be like, all right, I give up. How do I do this? And I don't think that's an option for 21 Savage's mom. Yeah, I'm trying to look at this. Um, I do think that he pardoned him, but it's not in this particular headline. However, Lil Wayne and Kodak Black are uh, just days before the uh, 2020 election. Yes, yes, yes. Of lists of people uh, granted clemency by Donald Trump. Yeah. Not the best Trump-related or uh, rapper-related Trump moment. That, of course, uh, was Lil Pump, right? It was Lil Pump, yeah. Yeah, saying, don't vote for Sleepy Joe at all to a confused crowd of thousands of whites. This is a great list, though. Uh, obviously the Trump like, pardon list? Yeah, Manafort, Charles Kushner, Roger Stone. Obviously, those are easy peasies. Blagojevich. Yeah, let's see here. Um, anybody else who has an actual Wikipedia page for themselves? I mean, those alone are pretty good. Steve Bannon, obviously. Yeah, why not? Uh, Dwayne Michael Carter Jr. Parentheses Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's got to be the funnest part of being president. Pardoning people? I don't think that's the funnest part. Drone strikes? No, I don't think that's the funnest part. Okay, well, expound. Maybe Disney World? Jesus Christ, dude. Did you see Patty yesterday? No. Maybe no. it was Monday. Good God. What did you do? Just. I mean, I've just never seen anybody that hungover in my life. Oh, really? And I've stared in the mirror many times. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't know. I just, I can't believe. Oh, Kwame Kilpatrick. Oh, that's nice. That's fun. South Lake resident, right? Yeah, I think so. Weirdly, I right? Think so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys should get him on. We might. Um, we could say whatever we want. Do you know? Uh, do you know about Clark Hunt's suite at Arrowhead? I guess I do not. It's uh, it's basically like a house. Okay. They. Uh, I mean, I guess it must be like uh, his parents put it in, but uh, it's clearly been updated recently because it it kind of looks like. Like basically like a, a house in Plano that was built in like 2007. Okay. If you just Google Clark Hunt Arrowhead Suite, it'll pop up. Um, and like the windows to the field are, it's kind of hard to tell. Um, they're definitely there, but it's like not the oh biggest my part God. of it. <laughs> yeah. Like that's in the stadium. <laughs> Could you imagine if you didn't? If I hadn't told you about this and you ever ended up anywhere near Clark Hunt's suite at Arrowhead, whenever you walked in, how fucking blown away you'd be. There's like a stained glass window. A stained glass window of a football image. Yeah, and I, I want to know how that works. Like, can you see it from the outside? Like, it's a window. You should be, right? There's like an upstairs. Like, you could just live here. Yeah, it's, it's a three-bedroom house. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Is this common? Because I've known like, I don't think for Jerry a long time. This. 
Yeah, that was kind of the thing I was blown away by. I I guess we shouldn't put it past Jerry. There might be more going on back there than than we know, but I don't think so. I do think Jerry has uh once upon a time I heard about the car elevator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I I is are you saying an elevator that fits a car? I just think it's an ele- I've just heard about he can drive directly up to an elevator that takes him straight up to the suite. So like his number of steps to get to his seat is, you know, like 30. Okay, yeah. I mean, it would probably be pretty ridiculous for me to think that an elevator could handle a car. I mean, car elevators do exist. Freight elevator, yeah. Yeah. Those are scary. You ever been in one of those? Yeah. Like a big freight elevator? I wouldn't say it was scary. I don't know. I used to uh I used to work at the World Trade Center twice a year. Not the one that uh our brave boys took down. Mm-hmm. But the one in Dallas and it was like this feels like I could fall out of here. Cuz it's not like fully enclosed like a regular commercial ele- uh elevator. Well, I guess the ones I've been in were pretty much enclosed. No. You could see all the the gears yeah, this, I mean, and the other thing about this suite is it's tacky as fuck. Yeah, no, I mean... It, <laughs> you said Plano, so I guess that probably yeah. fully encapsulated it. Yeah, it really is. Like, they went to House by Willow Bend and were like, we want mm-hmm. all this. Put this in. There's a, like a... I, I don't know if you would call it a statue, but there's like a... Some sort of display of like a knight. <laughs> yeah, just next to the staircase. Just yeah. Got, some sort of weird medieval. That's got like a knight. Yeah, and he's got like a chief's cape on. Yeah, I, I don't get that. <laughs> it's really weird. I guess chief's kingdom. Yeah, perhaps. And then like they're like Greek busts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want it to be like a H.L. Hunt, but a Greek man. An ancient Greek rendering of H.L. Hunt. In Wasn't that stadium. far off? Where's the Javon Belcher bust? I don't think that they put one up. Yeah, they were probably honestly pretty mad at him. In private? In private. He was struggling. I doubt they saw it that way. You're probably right. This is really inconvenient that he did this. And what's his name? Scott Pioli had to see it. He did, yeah. That's tough. Yeah. That's tough. Um... I've always known about the uh, Astrodome one. You know about the Astrodome one? I don't. Yeah, the guy that built the Astrodome, I believe his name is Judge Hoffines. He he lived in the Astrodome. It's like, really? It's like the 60s version of this. Like it's fucking tacky beyond tacky. It's so tight. It's extremely Is he what tight. the Judge Roy Scream is named after? No, I think that's Judge Roy Bean. Jake. Oh. Damn. <laughs> well this guy was a judge whose name was Roy can't take that away from you you can't boy this is just insane yeah it's always been one of my favorites this is like a, it looks like a fucking circus yes <laughs> oh my god okay you got like a parlor room that's interesting oh back my in god. the 60s they were just going for it in a way that people the modern mind cannot comprehend yeah and that's what makes it tough like whenever people are like oh man income inequality like i can see all your graphs i've seen the graphs yeah 
I know that Reagan ruined it. But our our rich people aren't living in fucking Parisian villas built inside the Astrodome. <laughs> in a baseball stadium. <laughs> they have to spend all their money on adrenochrome. Yeah. It is Not just cheap. amazing. <laughs> Welcome to Astroworld. What's cooking Pillsbury Bake Off 1972? That's on like a big sign behind the bar in his suite. It's fantastic. The What's Cooking Pillsbury Bake Off of 1972 must have been nuts. Yeah. Right and up then, there with the Houston 500. <laughs> and then I don't think that was in Houston necessarily. I think the woman's name was Houston. Oh, it was in Houston. Um, do you have like a documentary about it or something? You know, all the I mean, facts I've about the Houston like 500. jacked off to it. It's not like it's apparent from jacking off to it that it's in Houston. I've also uh, she actually uh, surpassed it with the Houston 620 in 1999, the world's biggest gangbang three. Yeah, it does not say on the Wikipedia. This is a very sparse Wikipedia. Yeah, it's 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 light, very light, uh, and it does not say the filming location. Well, I'm gonna find it. Yeah, she's from Long Beach, believe it or not. There's a Salon article about this. That's interesting. Yeah, they're trying to act like they're cool. They're not cool. She says, no, no, it's not about sex, Houston says to me. The guys are in and out. It's an event. It's a world uh, record. It's just a freak show, basically. It's for fucking freaks. I mean, I wouldn't watch it. Yeah, she's right. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, like I said, I, I have seen parts of it. I did not. I, I, I arrived at the conclusion that she did. It's not titillating. <laughs> Back in the garage, the men get their HIV tests checked and are given uh, white Houston 500 t-shirts and wristbands confirming their place. Pros get black wristbands, amateurs white. Tiger Bone Steel had the incorrect HIV test and was sidelined. Boy, you have AIDS? That's a funny way to state it. Incorrect HIV test. <laughs> I wonder if they're not saying that he did have AIDS. They're saying like that you were supposed to bring your paperwork yeah. was wrong. Okay. Because they're probably not administering them there, right? Same goes for Skidmark, a fat man with a beard who rode 57 hours on a bus from Chicago and got Houston's signature tattooed on his back the night before at a Metro host oh signing God. on Melrose. So it was in L.A. Could you imagine taking a fucking Greyhound from Chicago to L.A.? To put your dick in a porn star in a for convention center for second. one second. Oh. That is, I mean, I, I'm struggling to find a more beaten existence. What a rich tapestry. Also, like, uh, it's interesting to read, like, articles from lefty-leaning websites from 25 years ago. Because yes. I'm pretty sure Salon would no longer say, a fat man with a beard. Yeah, I mean, you know, you should, whatever. He's a fat man with a beard. Five of the ten fluffers, women on hand to get the guys hard before reading huge, uh, before reaching Houston, primp in an empty green room. That's nice. Yeah. Good for them. This is an amazing article. Yeah. I think we do need to read the entire thing. Not right this second. Good Maybe the rest God. of the podcast is just us quietly reading. Whew. This is a lot. 
That's a lot, TC. All right, what else you got? Fred Durst is from Jacksonville. Don't you think that he'd be able to say Biloxi? Why? Because he says it incorrectly? He says Biloxi. Okay. Have I been wrong the entire time? Like, don't you think that Fred Durst would know how to say it better than I would? He's from Jacksonville. Mm. And maybe one of those regional things, you know? Biloxi. Feeling Did you see lighters. that they're uh, they're coming to town? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't want to count chickens. I'm sure that DJ Lethal is a busy guy, gets a lot of requests, but um, I'm holding that hope that George knows DJ Lethal. I'd really like to meet DJ Lethal. George? Jorts. Oh, yeah. He's coming with riff. Or they're coming with riffraff. Yeah, riffraff's the host. That seems amazing. Yeah. You ever seen Riff Raff? With you. Where were we? Profit Bar. I don't think okay, that exists anymore, right? And I guess I've seen him twice. That place oh, is... Oh, yeah. That's the top You and I saw him when he brought out... Uh, Deion Sandals Deion's son. Yeah. For Deion Sandals. Yeah. He yeah, was playing at SMU at the time. Yes. Uh, I saw him in Fort Worth also. Where at? Uh, also closed down now. Nice. It seems to be a pattern. The type of places that book Rip Raff have about a 14-month shelf life. His touring is nuts. Like, he he goes on very long tours to everywhere. And they're like small venues, dude. Yeah. It was an absolute shit show. It's kind of beautiful. Like, and I, like, I'm, I'm just, I'm surprised by it because I just... I understand that he's not the biggest rapper in the world, but essentially everyone I know has heard of him at some point for something. And I do think he's pretty good. I like his stuff. Uh, and so I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I always like, what's the biggest venue you think he could play here? Like if, if you didn't Whoa. know his previous touring stuff, like, if he played at uh, if he played Grand Prairie, that wouldn't shock me. Yes, it would. It would now because of yes. I, I see the other no. places. No, he would have to be opening. Like yeah, he, dude, he, I mean, dude, you, you sometimes we vastly overestimate how popular people that we know from the internet are for the general public. If you want to go sell like ten thousand seats, like he's never been on the radio. Yeah. And I know that's like a small thing now and diminishing. Like Tom Segura sold it out twice. Like like he had two shows. Like I I realize that Tom Segura is a very big comedian, but like he's not on the radio either. You know what I mean? Like I mean he could do radio interviews, but mm, I suppose that's a good point. But I've recently through some business phone calls found out what Tom Segura's download numbers are. Yeah, and uh, they would blow your fucking mind. <laughs> I hear what you're saying, but I bet that many people listen to Riff Raff in a given day. Play mm. one Riff Raff song on a streaming service? I think so, dude. Dude, I mean, the, the bar I saw that in Fort Worth was very similar to the Profit Bar, with the only distinction being that it was like a college bar. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a long time ago. You know, it was probably eight years ago. But, I mean, it was full, but it was also like all people who were 21. And then me and Spinks. Mm-hmm. One of us got kicked out and it wasn't me. 
Which is a, I guess you kind of just blew up Spinks' spot. I think he's probably pretty proud of it. That's good. There were fights, you know. It just didn't feel like a sustainable crowd. Yeah. <laughs> that might be why he's in those venues. Anywhere yeah. bigger knows that people are going to fight. Just stay away. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I've always been. And maybe this, maybe this will change everything. Maybe this will be a big break. Yeah, maybe. I mean. It is just, I, I, I hope to see how everything goes, but I, I love the idea. Like to just to, I mean, cause it would have been one thing. It would have been very good for them to just like take him out as, you know, fucking the opening act or whatever, but to instead say hosting, I, do you think he'll do a couple songs? Oh, no doubt. Yeah. It's just going to be Steve Harvey. But then doing other shit. Yeah, that that's fucking that's exceptional. That's yeah, a great like idea. He, he'll do ten minutes in between each act. Yeah, I actually think that's how like I mean that's how comedy shows work. I mean, obviously, I just reference Steve Harvey, but I always yeah. like that. You know, like yeah. when we went to go see uh, like Akash in uh, San Antonio. Mm-hmm. The guy who opened for him, kind of, I guess he he was just the host. I don't know that I would have wanted to listen to like thirty five to forty minutes of him in a row. Mm-hmm. But in like three eight-minute bursts, he was really funny. Nice. Yeah, I bet I that's probably Har- one of the I, hardest I would jokes. listen to 40 minutes of Steve Harvey. <laughs> but yeah, I think we're going to have um, the guy we saw uh, open for Nick and the guy you saw for Stavi on the show. The meth guy. Nice. What, why? Because we have a listener who is absolutely listening to this right now who's like very good friends with him and lived with him. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of, I guess that wasn't really his bit that night, but they did have an MC that night that I was like, okay, this is palatable in short bursts. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I, I like the guy that made fun of Josh. He's great. <laughs> he did. He did make fun of Josh. What a I, fucking bear trap that guy is at a comedy show. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> I would probably just go to shows I didn't even want to go to just to snare people. If you were Josh? If I were blind. Yeah, it'd be a fun way to go about it. I had a... I get blind passengers from time to time. It's I would imagine. Nuts. Just the, always comparing the... I, I feel like I've really got a better sense now of levels of blind. Yeah, you know what's weird, dude, is uh, speaking of my morning travels, sometimes I go to Starbucks and get myself a tea, mm-hmm. and I noticed a pattern... Um, could just be a broke down car. Um, but over the past two weeks, I've seen a guy getting out of the businesses. This is actually situated right behind the 9-11 memorial. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's like a little office park and I've seen him getting out of his car at, uh, seven, not his car, someone else's car at 7.30, like four or five times. And I'm like, you got hit with a Dewey. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> you probably deal with that a lot. <clears throat> Not a lot, a lot, but there was a guy last week that like uh, he he did the the check in the car, like the blow. Yeah, like they got to blow a couple times a day, um, and so like I I clocked all that. It was like I'm pretty sure that's what just happened, and then he's like, "Yeah, I got to go to this place to complete my certification or whatever for yeah 
Yeah, uh, that's probably the worst part is that you have to go out to Arlington to like sit in some fucking broke down office to get whatever stamp you need and you and you don't have a car. They won't let you drive to Arlington to do it. Punch card to get a free sandwich. It feels fucked up to put it in like the least transit accessible place on earth. The people that you've denied. (laughs) I mean, listen, I'm not saying we should let them drive. I'm just saying we should put it downtown where it's nice and easy to get to. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. Every time I see this guy, he just looks so beaten. Yeah. And I mean, he's like a, you know, looks like an upwardly mobile professional, which somehow oddly makes me more convinced he got a DUI. Yeah. Could just because what's the other reason why? Like it's not know. it's not like yeah. he can't afford a car or like it the, doesn't look like that. No. Like uh, you know, one of his tires went bald and he's saving up to replace it. <laughs> it doesn't look like that. No, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's been going on for almost almost two and a half weeks now. So yeah, I would uh I think my assumptions are correct. Maybe I'll ask him next time. I'm sure he'd love that. I had a uh I had a wild passel of rides last week, mainly Friday. Friday was that was an insane day to live Do through. Tell. Um, I don't know. It's just very like, there's just too much, there's too much suffering going on in the world. Oh no. (laughs) And I was, I had a front row view of a lot of it and I just got home. I got as high as I possibly could and like, just couldn't help. But like, just, I just sat around and like, just thought about it. Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. Um, there's one lady who like, I picked her up. At an office, drove her half hour to like a professional's event. And the entire time we're in the car, like as she, when she's getting in the car, she's on the phone with one of her friends. And she spends the whole time just like picking at this friend, like never raising her voice, never even like sounding that mad but just like nagging her the whole time, like insane stuff. I, I just, I can't believe anyone would put up with it. Like relationship stuff or what are we talking? It was like, like the friend was like trying to figure out what she was going to do that night. And the girl would be like, no, nah, that's fucking dumb. Don't you see why that's fucking dumb? How fucking dumb are you? What a drag. Yeah, it was insane. Uh, and I'm just like, I, both of you need to be away from each other now. Yeah. Like she was, I, it sounded like she was kind of trying to plan like a, a movie night for friends, but she didn't have a bunch of snacks at the house and she didn't have a car. <laughs> it's an easy problem to fix, at least the former rather than the latter. And, you know, she's like, maybe I'll just do, I'll do it with like just popcorn. She's like, is that what you really want to do? That's going to fuck up the whole night. If, you, if all you have is popcorn, are you even fucking thinking about this? And then she's like, oh, I guess I could ask my dad to take me to the store. She's like, yeah, yeah, you could. How did I get to that? Uh, No, I'm kind of putting together what she was saying um, based on the hearing the one side of it. Um, And and, this made you sad just because she was mean to her friend? Combined with everything else. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, it's not even like, like, I don't even want to put a word on it like sad. You know, it's just kind of like taking it all in processing all of it just like whenever it's just strangers with so many problems and they're just like passing through and you just get 
30 of them in a day. It's just, it's a lot. Um, the, the biggest argument they had is that I, to the best of my understanding, the friend had like a niece or nephew that she was like needing to come up with some plans for for the weekend. And there was some kind of suggestion. Both Six Flags and Dave and Buster's came up. Ooh, and Sophie's Choice. <laughs> well, the I think that she had not wanted to go to Six Flags. And then, then like the idea of Dave and Buster's came up. And the girl in my car was like, well, if she doesn't like Six Flags, she doesn't like Dave and Buster's. That's the same thing. That is just heinous. Yeah, and that's how her friend reacted. Like, what What are you talking about? And she's like, it's the same thing. Oh, my God. It's just I'd both, rather, like, fun stuff. It's just, just like, it's all, it's just places to have. It's, like, kind of, like, fun places. It's the same thing. That's ridiculous. It was that's, fucking that's insane. A, a, a gross misunderstanding of the entertainment market. And then the friend hit her with, have you ever been to Six Flags? She was like, no. Okay, well. And then immediately turned it, just to give you, like, I think that most people in that situation, like once once they're throwing out this a clear wrong opinion, the other person's letting them know it's wrong, and then pointing to how the misunderstanding happened, might be like, oh, yeah, you know, I guess I, I don't know. Um, but to give you an insight into like how this woman was operating, it was just turn it around, put it back on the attack. She's like, how many times have you been to Six Flags? She's like, three. She's like, damn, I guess I don't, you know, I didn't know. You just get to be going to Six Flags all the time. I guess that's cool. <laughs> Congratulations. Sorry I'm not fucking going to Six Flags every day. Oh. She was really, I believe the words, you're going to Six Flags too much, came out of her mouth <laughs> upon learning that her friend had been three times. Yeah, that's really, really weird. Um, and it's also really weird to me. Like, I don't think I, 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 I could probably count... Uh, definitely less than five times that I've just like sustained a long phone call in an Uber. Yeah. Yeah. No, anytime people do it, I'm pretty blown away. I don't, you know, whatever. It depends. I don't want to say I don't mind it. It depends. Some of them are pretty fucking annoying, but this one was just interesting. I mean, it was also, no, I, it, my day would have been a lot better if she had just sat down and not had that going on. I hadn't learned what a miserable day she was going through i don't know maybe she's great the rest of the time that was kind of the big thing of like i i just i it it felt very apparent to me that she was living life in a way that was going to firmly deny her happiness at every turn and i felt like i could see that and i felt like if you know like there's a freaky friday kind of thing where like i became her i would i could do different things and i could lead a happier life and the fact that i was not going to be able to make that happen any other way like it was hard like i you know uh, when i when i got high and did all the thinking about like why this situation had an effect on me it is like like i i, I can't fix their lives and it's kind of hard knowing that they're going, like, I just, I extrapolate. If she treats the rest of her life like that, she's going to be miserable all the time. Like, you just, you just got to let stuff slide. You got to admit when you're wrong. You got to, like, there's just a lot of things where 
you know, I, I know the consequences attached to the actions that she's committing. And I, it, it's, it's kind of like that's the tough thing about <laughs> driving is like just that, you know, you see this stuff all day and you can't fix any of it. Well, you know, like, I mean, like you're, you're, you're helping by, uh, rendering them, you know, transportation, transportation at, at fair market yeah. rates. Um, but, uh, it's a pretty small, it's a small drop in a large bucket. Um, yeah, there was, uh, there was another woman, she added a stop at a barbecue place. And then whenever she gets in from the barbecue place goes, Thomas, do you have a dollar? Oh, why does this shit just keep happening to you? I was like, I I don't think so. <laughs> like I I don't I kind of want it, like I'll let you guys in on a secret. I did literally have a dollar, um, but I I sort of wanted to un- like I was just so stunned. I had so many more questions, and I I really there was part of my mind that was like, is this a, a some kind of pay it forward? <laughs> Like, is there some catch here? Like, am I, if I give her the dollar, do I get a million back? Um, and so I'm like, so I don't want to just say no. So I do give the like, I'm, I don't think I have a dollar. And she just goes, oh, so you don't have a dollar? <laughs> that was clear in the response. Well, I, I left open that possibility that maybe if I check, I might have a dollar. You're going to have to explain to me why, though. That was sort of the subtext, but I, she did not. If she understood the subtext, she was not interested in answering the question, why do you need a dollar? Um, so whenever she asked, oh, so you don't have a dollar, I just didn't, I didn't say anything. <laughs> I just seems let like that, that hang for the rest of the like ride. that happens a lot. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't, like, I... I did have a dollar. I'm sure that based on everything, she probably needed it more than I did. And so, but I I don't know. It was just something like, there's part of me that wants to like go crazy about this, right? Like, like I'm doing, I, the, the ride costs what it cost. You're, you're asking for like me to provide a discount. Like, I, I don't know. But like, there is then another part of me that's like, she just needed a dollar. What do you want her to do? You know, like people who are less involved in your life than someone that you're, who did just like pay you $7 or whatever. You didn't think um, to ask, what are you going to do for it? No, I don't. I don't think I wanted to ask, what are you going to do for it? Clean think up that, the dog hair. <laughs> okay. The dog hair is fine. Although she certainly was in the category of people that most commonly complain loudly about the dog hair. Meaning women? Women, certainly, certainly. Now. Um, then the uh, final one that was uh, worth mentioning, I don't know, I guess you could be, whether or not any of these worth mentioning, but there's a guy, this was at night, he, like the name on the Uber, I could kind of put together, he was going from one apartment complex to another apartment complex, and it was a woman that had ordered the car. So he was hanging out, I'm pretty sure, at his girlfriend's apartment and then got her to call a car to take him back to his apartment because he's done for the night and he's going to go to sleep. And he wanted to stop at 7-Eleven, so we did. And then whenever he's getting back in the car and, like, you know, rearranging all this stuff, his uh, debit card falls between the seats. And so whenever we get there, you know, he's like, 
I need to find this debit card, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. You know, take whatever time you need. And so, like, I pull into the place and I park. But like, I'm not, you know, I've I've documented on here before. The deal I've made with myself is I'm not helping with bullshit like this. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Know. I'm not getting out of the seat. I'm staying in the seat. And, like, what am I going to do? You know, like someone needs to put the seats down and then retrieve the card. It's your fucking card. Like all of this, like the not giving the dollar, it's like, it's not, it's not charitable. It's not a generous way of living. And I, I guess that I do think that it would be better for me if I could find that generosity. But I don't know. These are long days. It's hard, man. Yeah. I, I, the other day. I like had another deal with myself where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to see if I can turn this whole experience around by just having a positive mental attitude. Mm. I tried that for like 10 minutes and I was like, no, <laughs> more exhausting to have the positive mental attitude. Trying to explain to myself that I like this thing that I actually fucking hate is not, <laughs> that's, it's not an improvement in my life. And like, I kind of wonder if I worked at it more if it would if there would be a turning point but i'm just letting you know the first 10 minutes felt worse than just doing it in a miserable way um so i was leaning into the misery at this point and deciding not to help this guy find his uh card and he starts to like kind of like uh pitch me out like hey man can you come back and like i i was pretty ready to explain to him the, like this is a simple set of steps that's not going to be a- aided by me getting up and doing them instead of you doing them um but i didn't have to because at this point he gets a call from the girlfriend and he's trying to explain to her he was calm a little bit for like the opening of the phone call but like it's escalating quickly and that's it's kind of the main thing of the story is i just i couldn't believe how how escalated he got and and how quickly um where like he's he's trying to tell her like hey i lost my card but he's kind of having trouble like the way he says card it sounds like car and so i i think possibly she was confused by that um and so she was just kind of like what what and then he just starts fucking screaming whoa he's like i lost my car i can't fucking find it and she's like uh you know do you want me to call the uber guy and tell him to turn he's like no he's here and it's just i don't know the way that he was doing it i'm like the first thing in my head is like he's definitely hit this woman before oh guarantee you he's hit this woman before like if this is how he's doing with like the slightest bit of frustration like and <laughs> yeah i i don't know it was i just don't see there's plenty of people out there with anger problems, but for the most part, they appear to be pretty dedicated to keeping it in check in public. And so you just don't see other people freak out like that. And like, I, it was, it was, it's just, it's not a kind of intimacy that I want, but like, it is a very intimate thing, right? It appears to me that many people don't treat your car like public. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're, they, the it's rug. their car by the time yeah. they get in, in their minds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, it's just, I guess by public, I just mean I'm observing people that I don't really know well. Sure. Um, which I don't really do in any other setting, you know? But you're not there to them. Yeah. Some people should certainly. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, he's, he's in the middle of like screaming at her and I, I don't even remember how the phone call ends, but it, it ends 
And uh, he, uh, <laughs> he just turns to me. He's like, I got it. I found the card. Found the card. Hey, thanks, man. I'll see you later. <laughs> like he hadn't just had this whole thing. Now you like, have a good night. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And then you just go home and get high like you're a cop. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yeah, I am microdosing cop. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Did you see the cop with the acorn? Yeah, I watched it like a hundred times and I still can't make sense of it. Yep, like, I it's gotta be something going on. Like the thing that I had the toughest time with is just Who's he shooting at? There's a guy in the back seat. So he thinks that that guy fired a gun from inside the car? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He had just detained because, the guy. Like his body cam gets so jostled because he goes into like a full Navy SEAL mode. He, he he's, repeatedly he's like, screams out that he's been hit. Yeah. That's the, I don't know. I feel something, but it feels weird. That's so fucking and he, nuts. And he's doing like barrel rolls. Yeah, yeah. There, he's trying <laughs> to like, evade the shooter that turns yeah. out to be an acorn. Yeah. I just, the, the audio was what was confusing to me. It just doesn't sound like that loud an acorn. Not and, at all. And like you can hear the people, like the residents in the background being like hilarious, uh, delirious rather. Did you see the, the other angle? Uh, I guess not. Uh, the, 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 the female cop that's taking the testimony from the people, like she hears this whole thing. She runs over and I don't know, man, she's like asking for confirmation and I can't really hear her get it. And then she just unloads her clip into the car. There's two cops just firing every bullet they have into a handcuffed (laughs) unarmed man sitting in the back of a cop car because an acorn fell on the car over a squirrel. Yeah. And like I I it reminds me of the fentanyl stuff, you know, the cops oh, yeah. that touch fentanyl and then yeah. in their minds they're near death. Yeah. Uh like it's all I, I don't know. I I think that it's both the chicken and the egg. Like I'm I'm positive, you know, as much as I do not like them, I am prepared to admit that the work that they do is at times stressful. Yeah, yeah. But I also think that it's a profession that like psychologically attracts people who fear is very present in their life. Like, like they're very afraid. They, they, they perceive a lot of danger in the world and that's why they, I mean, like, I don't know. There's a lot of reasons why they do the job. I think some people do the job because you're allowed to fucking hit people in certain circumstances. And you know, whenever you're kids, you can hit people and it's not that big a deal. And then whenever you're growing up and like there's a point where it really cuts off and you're not allowed to hit people anymore. Some people have a lot of trouble with that transition. And the great news for them is if they become a police officer, they don't really have to figure it out. Uh, And I think that that's some of what happens. But I think that there's also a route where like it just if you perceive so much fear or so many things that are worthy of fear in the world then it probably feels more imperative to you to do the protecting. Like, just the general fucking end of watch, like, uh, you know, I am the shepherd protecting the sheep. If you don't think the world is full of wolves, then you don't think that the world has much of a need for shepherds. Uh, and so I, I just think that you, you're, you're getting a certain kind of person that's just, like, very on alert, that, that thinks that there's a lot out there. 
And like objectively, there certainly are things out there, but I don't know. You know, I think I'm on the other end of the spectrum. I don't, you know, like despite all the things that I just said, none of those people wanted to harm me. You know, I do think I am on their end of the spectrum, the opposite yeah. from you. Yeah. I just know uh, I couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, I just think for so. that kind of person where like fear is just playing a, a much larger role in their life than the average person then you know there it's like if you think of like a lot of people think of cops as tough i think that anyone who's attempting to project toughness is trying to protect some part of themselves that they know is weak you know like dog the bounty hunter will talk about this if you guys ever listen to the to dog talking about you know like the the whole point of biker gangs is like you know my daddy left and I was very scared and I didn't want people to know I was scared. So I fucking joined the biker gang. So I would look tough, you know? And I think that there's stuff like that going on with cops. And whenever the fucking acorn drops, now you're the little kid that daddy left and you, you feel unprotected and you empty your clip, then reload and start shooting again at the fucking unarmed man who's handcuffed in the back of your cop car might also help if we had less guns but i think it would help if we had less guns i think that's right all right i gotta bounce all right see you man the times that's it for tonight the high school special is next so until tomorrow for everyone who's been a part of this one i'm tc and jake we do thank you for watching good night